The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 123. Talk about happiness with Wendy Dahl. Wendy Dahl is the Chief Inspiration Officer of Chic Productions, a wedding and event planning company based in California, and she is the founder of Creating Happiness. Her greatest passion is increasing the happiness frequency in the lives and businesses of those who want to level up. Wendy inspires and motivates people from around the globe to start thinking and acting differently by creating positive changes that begin with thoughts and expand out into the world. Today, Wendy is here with us to teach us how to manifest more happiness in our day-to-day, despite what's happening in the rest of the world. And in this day and age, in 2022, I think we could all use a bit more manifested happiness, don't you? Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And today I am here with the lovely and fabulous Wendy Dahl. Wendy, how are you? Hi, Renee. I'm great, thanks. How about you? I'm good. Today we are talking about happiness and I have to say, like, even just knowing that we're talking about happiness has sort of put me in a better mood (laughs) than I was a couple of minutes ago. No, I've been, I think I said this to you before we started recording, I've been recording all day because we do batch record these podcasts, which I think everyone who listens knows, but I, I didn't get enough sleep, which has been my sleep has been my ongoing, um, you know, project getting more sleep. And so I woke up at like 6am did my first recording starting at seven. And uh, it's been several hours of talking. So I'm going to nurse this little tea while we talk today. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. So you and I know each other socially in the, in the LA market. And I know happiness is something that's been on your mind and your heart for a while. And I remember actually you and I were at a wedding heroes event several years ago now, of course, because of the pandemic, where you mentioned, oh, I'm doing this whole project around happiness. And so what initially drew you to this as a topic? Interestingly enough, so I'm from the events industry. I've been in that industry for about 20 years. And I was at a business conference where they were talking about bigger vision and what drives you. And for me, I would say that most of my jobs or my entire career path has always been revolving around happiness and that it's always been something that's been important to me personally, Mm -hmm. but that I realized that through my job as an event planner, I was actually creating happiness for everybody all the time. And it was very much in alignment with like my core value of leaving the world better than you found it, uplifting others, you know, and that, that kind of thing. So So yeah, I was at a business conference and it was that thinking bigger question of like, if you could do bigger, should do bigger, can do bigger, what would bigger be? And I was like, instantly, it was like, I'd be talking about creating happiness all the time. 
And so, yeah. So from there, I actually bought the domain like that night I was traveling. And so I was in a (laughs) hotel and I couldn't believe it was, it was for sale. Obviously it was a lot more expensive than just your usual buying a domain. So I was like, it is worth it to me to spend the money to buy it. So I bought creatinghappiness.com and I started incorporating the concept of creating happiness. So, you know, they talk about how happiness comes from within. And so we're all like, yeah, it sure does. But like, how does that really work? And so it, it pretty much addresses that, but it also talks a lot about like the happiness ripple and how we impact the world around us based on our emotional state. And so, yeah, so so then I just totally took off from there. I, what I love most about this story for you is that you really listened to that voice that came to you in that moment of clarity about like, well, what would it be? It would be this. And you didn't go, oh, that's silly. Or, oh, that's for someone else. Or that's, it's not my time to do that now. You were like, oh, I heard it loud and clear. Let's go. Right. Uh, And I would say that that's something that I've always taken a courageous path forward in everything I've ever done. And that is a key attribute that I think most people shy away from that. It's like a personal power that we all have that most people are like, why? And they question it, like you said. Don't question that when it's talking to you, it's meant for you. Ah, I'm going to put that on a shirt one day. I know, right? (laughs) It's talking to you. It's meant for you. I mean, it's true. I, and I, I will just say, you know, anecdotally my own, in my own life, the things that have scared me the most are the things that, uh, not scared me the most, but those, you know, you get those, I don't know, like thought downloads from the universe where they're like, Mm -hmm. hello, I'm talking to you. You need to teach people how to do this. And you're like, oh, okay. I will listen. It's never the easy thing, right? To say like, oh, I have this new idea. Let me run toward it. But I always find the most successful and happier people are the ones who are running toward those things, right? So how do you define happiness? For myself, happiness is something that it surrounds me and runs through me very much like energy. And so one of the key things that I talk about with people is defining their own happiness. And actually, it came to me through an exercise of one of my previous business coaches where she was like, you need to write down what your most ideal day looks like. Everything from like the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed, if you had one day that was a perfect day, what would that be? And ironically, as I was writing that down, I found that I was doing things to maintain my happiness throughout the day. And so um, some of those techniques are like having something that you're looking forward to, like in the morning when you think, what am I looking forward to today? Mm -hmm. How can I set myself up to win today? And so for me, it's maintaining that positive energy throughout the day, doing a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. I always get tripped up when, 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 when I see that exercise or when my life coach says like, write out your perfect day. I'm like, my perfect work day, my perfect day off. Like, what are we talking about here? I, I overthink right. it, I think too much, but I like what you're mm-hmm. saying, which is like at the heart of all of the activities that you might write out, the core there is bolstering your happiness. Right. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize that I just automatically did it. Right. Well, that, that gives me a new perspective on that exercise for sure. Um, Because I think sometimes when we talk about happiness, um, it feels like maybe elusive to people, or maybe they don't know what their own happiness looks like. A lot of people don't. They don't know how to define it. 
Hmm. So, but a, yeah, I mean, one it of seems that, like a simple, yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems like a simple question, but actually it's quite deep. Right. It's, it's a simple question, but not an easy question. Right. And like you said, you know, when, when you're given an, an activity about what is your perfect day like, when you ask somebody about what is happiness like to you, sometimes it's like, oh, it's when I'm shopping or, oh, it's when I log into my bank account and I, you know, have a lot of money in there. Sometimes it's if I'm in a relationship and it's all these if other thing type stuff. Right. And it's never like when they talk about the whole idea of happiness coming from within, it truly does. And I, and I believe a lot of it has to do with your mental state and maintaining that mental state throughout the day can be quite challenging, you know, and there's days where I even fail. <laughs> They're <laughs> far, few and right. far between, but, but yeah. And so just the whole concept of describing what happiness is to you, like when I talk about it and energy that flows through me, perhaps the listeners identify with that. Yeah. I also love that it's, you know, when we say happiness is within, I feel like so many of these phrases have become like overused to the point of, you know, like they don't mean anything anymore. They become sort of trite, but I like the idea for me anyway, of the idea that happiness can be within me. It doesn't have to be circumstantial. Like you mentioned, it doesn't have to be if you're in a relationship or if you have a certain bank account or if you're shopping at a certain store, right? You can just be happy. Correct. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's a variety of things that impact it. Like you said, I mean, there's a lot of people that have studied like the science of happiness and my fingers yeah. are in air quotes next to me as I say that. Yes. You know, and they say that there's a certain person that you're born with as an attribute of being happy. Some of it's influenced by your environment and the rest is influenced by you. And I truly feel like that's a bunch of hogwash. I think happiness, I mean, you go, you go to some of these countries where people virtually have nothing and they are happy. Yeah. And so to say yeah. that your, your circumstances have an influence over that, I think a lot of the times it's your attitude towards it, the way you think about it, the way you're self-talking about it, the way you're talking about it to other people. Have you ever noticed that when you say something out loud that either, let's say it scares you or it's something that you're proud of and you say it out loud and you hear yourself say it, how differently it impacts you? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, I think that a lot of us walk through life being pretty negative toward ourselves in our brains. Like, but if yeah. we were, to, if we were to say those same things out loud to someone else about ourselves, we would see how harsh it sounded. Right. Like, like you make a mistake at work and you, oh, I'm, I'm so stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. But if, and if you turned to your husband and said, you know what, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I think that would have a, that has a different impact. Right. And I think negatively it has that impact, but positively it has that impact as well. And I, you know, a lot of times when I'm um, speaking at conferences, what I'm speaking about is like the power of language and, and how you can really reframe um, how you're seeing the circumstances of your business just by the words you choose. Like I'm really big on the, I have to versus I get to. Um, and I talked about this on stage at Wedding MBA. I said, how many, raise your hand if, if when you were describing this week, you said to someone in your life, oh, next week I have to go to Vegas for this conference. And like the whole room raised their hand. And I said, now how different would it have felt if you said next week I get to go to Vegas for this conference? And they're like, oh, and I'm like, these are things that are just ingrained in our everyday language that we don't really put a flashlight on ever. 
But if you train yourself to have the positive language, then eventually I think it just leads to better feeling overall. And like you're saying, it le- it's your attitude about things that leads you to be happier. Um, and what do you think about people who say like, well, I can't, like, I'm just, I either am happy or I'm not. Like, I can't make myself happy. How can we, are there things we can do to be happier on a day-to-day basis? Absolutely. I think a lot of the times it comes down to choice. When you're, you know, the concept of creating happiness is that you're actively choosing to be happy and that you're taking action to be happy. And then it's not just like, oh, I'll be happy when, or I'm thinking about being happy. It's actually doing it. And so if somebody's decided to not be happy, it's a choice and it's the action of inaction to change. And so if you're in that situation, because, you know, there's people that have been very close to me throughout my life that have been that way. Yeah. And and I feel bad because I think, gosh, and the, the term that comes to mind actually is the word closed when they're closed to life and closed to light and emotion and good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody somebody put it perfectly for me when COVID happened and, and our whole entire industry shut down. Well, the whole world did. Mm-hmm. And so um but my perspective was very limiting, like closed, closed, closed. Like all I could think of was like negative, like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And then I was reading a book and it was talking about how miracles are destined for each of us and how we close ourselves off from them. And you could apply that to happiness. You could apply that to love. You could apply that to every good thing that you've ever experienced or have yet to experience. If you're closed off from it, you're never going to have it. And I, and I actually like to tell this story. So um, I just got married this year. I had been single for 11 years. I had dated my now husband for three years. So it took him nine months to get me to say yes, to go out on a date with him. Okay, talk about me being totally closed, right? <laughs> and then, of course, once I met him and saw him in person, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? You're amazing. And then when it was, you know, time to get married, it was the same thing where I just was like, no, 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 no. And then finally I was like, okay, can I just tell you, I was closed off from one, being in a relationship and two, getting married without even realizing it. Wow. And so, but yeah, if you think, I mean, that's a very easy thing to see as far as whether you're allowing someone in your life or not. But we do that to ourselves through thought with emotion all the time. Yes. Yes. I I love that. I, you know, the, the, every time we talk, I talk about happiness or mindset. I always try to put myself in, a, in the position of someone listening who's kind of skeptical about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Who, who is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice for you, Renee. You have privilege or you have time or you have whatever that person thinks they lack. Right. And I, and I always want to point to the, the reason why, right. If we're talking about happiness, we're devoting an entire episode to it. It's not simply, I think, about just creating happiness for yourself and that's where it ends. How does creating happiness improve like your whole your whole life, like your whole community too? Right. So I talk about the happiness ripple. Mm. And so whenever you're around somebody who's happy, it's almost like a contagious thing where their happiness rubs off on you. And so when you're participating, and I tell the story of being at Disneyland and we're watching the train go by. So when my, my family and I go to Disneyland, like it's our family thing. 
And so all the, the train is constantly going around the Disneyland park. And so when the train passes us, we start waving at the front of the train and we just stand there and wave the whole entire time that the train passes us by and people wave back. And so, and that's a very visible way to mm -hmm. describe how happiness works. When you're happy, somebody near you will sense that happiness and they become happier. When you're creating happiness with people, like let's say you're doing an activity together, anything from meditating, praying, reading a book together, enjoying a movie, movie together, doing a service for somebody else together, that whole act together spreads and amplifies the power of happiness. I agree. Yeah. I always just, I always say it's really hard to be depressed at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, there have been days. <laughs> well, sure. I'm sure that yeah. everyone's had their moments, right? But no, it yeah. is, it's hard. It's, I think the same way negative energy is contagious, positive mm -hmm. energy is definitely contagious. And I, it's interesting to talk about happiness because I just keep thinking about like the, ne the negativity bias that I know our brains are wired for because our brains are wired to keep us like safe and alive. Right? Yeah, but, <laughs> but do you want to accept that? And I right. think that's, that's kind of the challenger persona that I have where it's like, okay, so we are wired to be negative. And I remember very, I think I was in high school and we were talking about optimism and pessimism. And that was when I realized I was a pessimist because that glass was half, it was half empty. It was mm -hmm. not half full. And so ever since, I think I was like 15 or 16, ever since then, I've always worked on how I viewed things yeah. and how I perceived things and how I talk to myself, you know, like you were saying, that self-talk can be so toxic and it's just being kind to yourself, but engaging, you're right. It's, it's a very, it's a challenger mindset to be happy. It is. I mean, and I'll, I'll tell you this, like when my husband and I first started uh, dating a million years ago, um, he he mentioned to me one day uh i was just like this is very revealing welcome to, welcome to my inner life guys um i had been on the phone with my mother and my aunt and they are both uh very pessimistic people but i had become used to it because that's who i was raised around right so to me it didn't seem pessimistic it was just like quote unquote who they are right but i had been on the on a, on a phone call with them for quite a bit of time and when i hung up i turned to to joe and i said something and he just kind of blew out, like he kind of just went like, wow, sometimes you're so negative. And I was like, what? Ouch. <laughs> like, ouch, what? Yeah. Ouch. And he's and he's like, it's usually when you get off the phone with, with your family. And and I, in that moment, first of all, Wendy, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not negative. They're ne I'm not negative. What? And then I was like, they're not negative. They're just realistic. And then I really like took a look at it. Like I really paused myself and was like, oh my God, is he right? Have I been surrounded by negativity thinking that it's normal? And the next time I had a call with them, I, I was like tuned into it. I, I had like my, my spidey senses out and I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. Oh my God, he's right. So, and we used to talk like every week, like every Sunday. And so I, I made a point to that next Sunday, like even on the call with them, they'd say something negative and I'd say, well, but what about this perspective and trying to kind of blow some positivity on them? Um, it didn't go over as well as I, would, as I had hoped. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I got off the call, I said to Joe, I said, first of all, like, thank you for pointing that out to me because I don't think that I would have gotten there on my own because I was just so used to the way my family speaks to one another. Um, but also like, thank you for for like opening my eyes to this because now I'm like, now this is really the work. And it's been the work ever since that day he mentioned it because 
I truly just didn't know. I was going to say, I think it says a lot too about how how your the community by which you were raised. You might you might be in the same position I was, right? By looking at, finally looking around and going like, wait a minute, is everyone here happy? Are you trying to be happy? Could we could there be a could there be a better way to live? And there is. Absolutely. What do you think about happiness at work? Now I know this can be a loaded topic. I know a lot of my audience is entrepreneurs, and a lot of my audience is wedding professionals. And obviously, we've been under a tremendous amount of stress. I think is an understatement in the last couple of years. But when we talk about creating happiness in our work, what does that mean for you? Is that more client based, or is that team based, or is that overall? It's overall for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. When I, to apply it to the wedding and event industry, obviously as our primary function is that we're dealing with people who want to have a great experience. And if we are not focused on giving them that good experience, if they don't feel happy, if they feel all that, let's just say they will remember a negative emotion before a positive one. So it should be a joint effort among everybody who interacts with the client that day to be uplifting. And I've seen on many occasions where professionals have been unkind and stressful and, you know, and and it's interesting as I'm having a sales conversation with someone who's hiring me as their planner, I often tell them that one of the the highest compliments I, I receive is that I neutralize all of the negative emotions throughout the day. And that I can often spot who the problems are, whether it's a vendor, a guest, someone in, in, you know, that's close to them in their friends or family group, who, whoever it is, I can often spot it. And then I kind of quarantine them. And actually it's funny. My best friend last night just said, Hey, I sent you a client. And, and so, you know, their, their events next year. And she goes, and I told them, Oh my gosh, you're going to love your wedding day because she makes sure that you don't ever see any of the drama. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that that's a skill that, you know, as, as you, become more of a veteran in the industry, it's a skill that you master because you realize that there's different personalities within all sorts of things. And that it's every time I, it's almost like going into a war room when you're going to an event and you're like moving troops, you know, kind of getting everybody in the right position, but then you're like neutralizing the line where it's like, where, what needs attention? How can I make this person happy? Do they need help? Is it that they, you know, sometimes it's just, even with wedding professionals, they lack confidence Yes, and they're trying to overcompensate by showing up in a different way where they're more brash and, and, Mm -hmm. and it's just not good for anybody (laughs) on the wedding day, but you know, but being around long enough, I can, you can identify that trait in somebody and you can help them. No, I 100% agree. I often liken it to, um, you know how in The Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep basically whispers. Her character is so, such a powerful <laughs> yes. character, but she whispers. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's the kind of wedding planner I am. Like, yeah. we're n- I'm never going to run or yell. No. I don't, I do not lose my cool or my temper, but you should be a little bit afraid of me. <laughs> you need people on their toes and they, they want to perform well for you. Well, I think too, there's, there's, um, there's more than one way to be, to have strength, right? There's more than one way to be uh, a formidable person on, Truly. you know, who's, who's someone in charge of all that. And I think your level of emotional intelligence is so high, Wendy, that that is your superpower on the wedding day, right? Being able to look at, at the people involved and say like, okay, you're going to, you're a bomb. I'm going to have to defuse later. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. 
Now, creating happiness amongst our coworkers and or if you're a wedding planner, like on the uh, on the day of team, what do you think about that? Like, what are some ways, especially planners who are listening, can can kind of foster that happiness amongst the workers, the vendors? It's, it's always good to be observant and to just watch and see who is it that needs help. I mean, oftentimes we're putting together teams that we know are going to be synergistic, but other times we're hired in and the team wasn't somebody we recommended and it's just sort of like a crapshoot. And so you're trying to make things work. So I feel the team out beforehand being the planner. I have conversations with, with most everybody as long as they're, you know, willing to talk on the phone. There's a lot of vendors out there right now that make it so difficult to contact them that I just pass. I just pass. Like, if you don't want me to call you because your number's not on your website, if you don't give me your phone number when we're emailing and I'm asking it for you, that tells me you don't want to talk to me. And I and I already have my eye on you on the wedding day. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, it's just, it's figuring out who needs the support, how to enhance what they're doing. And sometimes it's actually even letting them do what they're hired to do. I've seen a lot of planners and, you know, I mean, before I was a planner, you have to know I came from the, the vendor side. My ex-husband was a DJ. And so I had worked with planners that I saw micromanage the day so much yeah. that the DJ was fearful to play the next song oh. or to make an announcement. Oh, no. Yeah. And so when you're when you're working with other skilled and you know that they're skilled because you know as well as I do, not everyone is, but when you know that you're working with a skilled person you give them the ability to do what they were hired to do because they will do much better if you support them than if you micromanage them. 100%. I think there there has to be some sort of like medium, like a middle of the road guidance where you're like, these are the things that are important to me. These are the things that are that I need you to do. And then the rest of it, like you, there needs to be some creative expression, especially with exactly. the DJ. Yes. Um, what do you think about the circumstances that we're in right now? This episode is going to come out in February February of 2022. Right now we're recording it at the end of 2021. And I know some people listening, maybe myself included some days, might feel like, well, gee, Wendy, I used to feel happy more often and now I'm just kind of stuck and I don't feel like I can get back there. What are your what are your tips and tricks for getting unstuck in this sort of maybe not maybe not fully happy, maybe not depressed, some sort of middle of the road place? Like, how do we get unstuck? You simply ask yourself, how can I level up? How can I level up something every day that is going to make me or bring me joy? How can I level up? Is it the way I'm working? Is it how I'm working? Is it who I'm working with? Is it that I'm not charging enough? Is it that I'm working too much? You know, I've, I've been through all of those phases of running a business where I've gone from complete overwhelm to obviously we've all experienced the nothingness of 2020. Right. And um, but even still, I found in 2020, I, I went back and I and I said, how am I going to level up? And that was a question that it was easy for me to answer, but it isn't easy for everyone else to answer because they look at their life and they think, I don't know how to level up. So if this is you, um, I used to have an office before COVID and I had written on the wall, what if, what if you could? So you start there and be like, what if I could? So when this big idea for creating happiness came to me and it's a big idea and it hasn't even been fulfilled, it's just starting to scratch the surface. But I remember thinking, what if I could do that? And then the question became, why am I not doing that? I would love my life if I was doing that. Let's do it. 
And so you can see my evolution of thought going there, but I think it's also like leveling up how you feel. Sometimes we all need things that support us in different ways. Like you were saying, do you need more sleep? Do you need more white space? I, I find that when I'm working, cause let me tell you right now, I am so busy. It's insane. And so like, I'm even problem, problem solving in my sleep where I wake up in the middle of the night and I had solved a problem in my dream. It's crazy. And so, um, but I, I call it more white space. Like, do you need more white space? Do you need to put your toes in the ocean or go outside and smell the trees, watch the trees sway in the afternoon? You know, what is it that need that you're, you're calling for? Cause there's something within you when you feel stuck that needs to change and it's just identifying what it is. And it really could be something as simple as going outside. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Just you know, going outside. Yes, I had a meeting earlier today, and I have my pretty blouse on and my pretty little outfit. And she paid me a compliment, and I was like, "I am so grateful you said that because it isn't very often we get to go out. I mean, we do get to go outside, but because we work so much behind a computer, we don't. Yeah, and and it's so nice to dress up and feel pretty. Yes, to be outside. Do you know that I, this is like, this is, I guess this is my happiness, right? One of my happiness things, but like, I bought so much makeup during the pandemic. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people were, I wasn't really even wearing makeup all the time, I, but I became obsessed with like, I've always been obsessed with skincare, but I, this makeup artist in the UK, Lisa Eldridge, she's like, has a million videos on different styles and I would watch them and be like, I want to learn how to do my makeup better. And then I, she start, came up with a makeup line and I bought all the makeup and I was talking to one of my friends about it and they were like, what is this obsession with makeup? I was like, I just, it gives me a boost. I don't know. It makes me feel pretty. It makes me feel put together. Even if I'm wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt, like a little bit of lipstick goes a long way. It's a tiny little thing that, that is just happiness. And it's good that you identified that. And sometimes it's that simple where you're already doing something that you didn't even realize is making you happy. And you're like, oh, look at me go. Yeah. Another thing that I, I tend to do when I'm a, I don't know why I tend to wait until it's like necessary <laughs> and don't just let myself do it more often. But um, I, I don't live near the ocean, but I love going to the beach. And I don't mean like sunbathing at the beach. Like I will walk on the beach in like jeans and a sweater and just plop my butt on the sand and watch the water. Like that's like a very happy place for me. Uh, I typically, because I don't, I live about an hour away uh, because of LA traffic, uh, don't let myself do it often, all that often. But Lately, especially during the pandemic, if I happen to find myself anywhere near the ocean, you better believe I'm putting my butt in the sand and going just to have a few minutes there. Right. And I would say that that is what you would call a luxury. Where, yeah. And it's a little luxury. So some, for, a little for luxury. you, yeah, it's it's like putting, going and watching the waves. For other people, yeah. it's lighting a candle and, and it smells good. For other yes. people, it's turning on their favorite music or meditating you know, there's so many different little luxuries that we don't grant ourselves because we're so caught up in the busyness of life that just giving yeah. yourself that permission to enjoy that moment like you did. Good for you. Thank you. I think if there's one thing out of this lockdown pandemic ongoing situation that we can take with us, it is that idea of the little luxury, right? Of like, put on the nice clothes, put on a little lipstick, light the candle, get your butt to the beach if that's what you need. Like these little moments of comfort, I think. I think we take them for granted that they're going to help because we're like, well, it's so, such a small thing, but it's the sum total of all the small things I think that really creates the energy of happiness. Truly. Yeah. Wendy, 
this is such a good, I, I just feel like we could talk about this forever. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the, um, of the tools that have helped you with happiness? I, I'm curious to know if you've read Gretchen Rubin's book, The Happiness Project. I have actually, I have an entire shelf on my, it's actually now it's in my bedroom. I have a, I have a bookshelf in my bedroom, but it's all of the happiness books. Nice. And it, it even extends into create or like customer experience. And like, I became an Uber nerd during COVID where I was reading everything I could get my eyes onto. But yes, I, I have read her book. I would say for me, the things that are the most impact are how I start my day. And it's interesting because there's so many different people who talk about how to start your day in your morning routine. And I remember like one person in particular is Brendan Bouchard and he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you need 20 minutes of movement and 20 minutes of meditating and 20 minutes of this and 20 minutes of that and or 20 ounces of water and everything was 20. It was great because it was easy to remember. Yeah. And so, but I was like, I am a single mom. And this was back when I wasn't married, but even still, I'm a mom and I'm busy and I don't have time to do this 20-20-20 thing. Right. <laughs> and so I think my best advice to everyone listening is wherever you are in life, whatever it is that you're doing, take whatever time it is that you need, whether it's five minutes or an hour or whatever you have. and get your mind ready for the day. And the things that I ask myself, like I, I said before, is what do I have to look forward to today? How can I set myself up to win today? And so, and I see myself going through the day. I do this quick little visualization where I see myself going through the day as a happy person. And I can see like, based on my schedule, if I have a challenging meeting coming up, or something that, you know, I really don't want to deal with, but I have to. It's kind of like, you know, going to the doctor for a shot or whatever you feel like you're going to do. I see myself moving through that experience with joy and having the positive mindset of coming out on the other side of it happier than I entered it. And those are just, you know, quick things that you can do. I mean, sure, you can do all the other things if you have the time, but I think just getting right in your head in the in the beginning of the day, plus that thing, I'm telling you, there is power in having something to look forward to. There yes. truly is. Yes. <laughs> and so, I mean, look at all the, the brides that we work with and how they wait a whole year until their wedding day. Let me tell you, just getting married this year and standing in the shoes of the, the bride, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do this again. <laughs> 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 but oh, it was it was so fantastic. The whole lead up, the whole day afterwards, I was so happy. So just know That's that beautiful. because you're in, you're part of that for somebody else, you're part of their happiness ripple and you have an impact. So use it wisely. Mm, I love it. Wendy, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at creatinghappiness.com if you're looking for happiness things. I'm also at chicproductions.com, still doing weddings and events. Nice. Do you have an Instagram for either one? Uh, I do, actually. There's, I would follow the Wendy Doll Instagram account. It's Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y underscore D-A-H-L. That yeah, that's the easiest one for most uh, happiness inspiration. We will link to all that in the show notes. So you can very easily go follow Wendy for more happiness inspiration. Oh, this has been good. I feel, I feel lighter right now <laughs> after talking about it. Um, for my lovely listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I know that your time is the one thing you can't make more of. And so I always appreciate that you share it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 